This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio studios. We're here in Marietta, Georgia, Brian. We are, Beautiful Atlanta metro area. And to ring in the new year, we're going to be talking dry January. It's going to be fun. I'm Tim Dennis. With me, as always, my good friend, co-host, and dry drinker, Brian Hewitt. I'm the driest drinker ever. Yes. So, yes, that's right. A January free of moisture, or maybe just a little moisture, because that's an option, too. And, of course, we'll talk about some good uh, beverage options for those observing dry January. And maybe a little bit more about how non-alcoholic beers made everything's on the table except alcohol that's that's true it that's is factual true. tonight isn't it yeah yeah, yeah here in our studio on the table we do not have actually there is some hand sanitizer and don't on the table don't look too closely at my coffee oh that's right little drambuie drambuie in the coffee all right we're nearly perhaps, dry we're perhaps we're just mildly moist well it's in a mug coffee. it's not actually on the table so technically technically Man, accurate New Year, 2023. Yes. Just sounds crazy that we're all the way up in here in 2023. Uh, Brian, New Year resolutions. Are you one that makes New Year's resolutions? I typically am not. I usually okay. don't care about it. I have ideas, much like what we've talked about with Christmas gifts. I usually buy things that I want when it occurs to me. If I have an idea of a thing I need to change in my life, I just do it. Just I do it. I don't, right. yeah. I don't pick a day in time to do it. Okay. However, that said... I because I keep looking at my uh, my stash of beer, my my celery, it's gotten out of control. I have I've I think I'm resolving to drink at least one large format bottle out of my cellar every week. Your resolution is not keeping with the spirit of our show topic tonight. But I also resolve all. to continue at least throughout January doing the non alcohol non-alcoholic Sundays, NA NA Sunday, Sunday, so, NA Sunday, which has been great because I realized coming into the show. It has prepared me to do the show because I've been finding random, different non-alcoholic beers and drinking them every Sunday. So that's uh, I'm going to continue doing that. Okay, it's a yeah. good way to explore, and you know the yeah. options that are out there, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, and I, it's like a, the one we're drinking right now, the Sam Adams, just the haze. I knew it. I had had it before. I had opinions on it already. I'm like, I'm so ready for this show. I didn't even realize I was preparing. I was really just hoping that like a cloud would pour out into the glass. Yeah, it's just, it was just the haze, but there is liquid just in dust. There. There is liquid in yeah. there too. So no, I wanted the vapors. I wanted the can full of vapor. You, you just yeah, wanted to vape off the can, vape yeah. in the can. Absolutely. Well, how about yeah. you? Did no, you-, you know what? I'm kind of like you, Brian. I think I try and catch myself on a technicality. I do always spend the end of the year reflecting on the year. What did I accomplish? What did I not accomplish? What do I need to do? And, and really what did I have planned for that year? And how did, how did it go getting there? Um, I don't like set any hard and fast New Year's resolutions because I've done that in the past. And it's, you know what? It puts too much pressure on me, man. It puts too much pressure on me when I make it a New Year's resolution. I feel like you have to do it. And if it doesn't, then I feel like I fell. But it's just like, hey, you know what? I need to do this. Not as much pressure. It's more, you know, low pressure there. I need to get in better health. I'm getting older. I'm a, I'm a little thick, Brian, as you may have noticed. So, you know, it wouldn't hurt to drop a few pounds and, and get a little more physically active there. So that is a 
That is a resolution. There not you go. A New Res- Year's resolution. Resolving. I think that people make ridiculously difficult, challenging resolutions, and uh, you're setting yourself up for failure and unhappiness. Yeah. So that's why I pick something like I need to whittle down the cellar. I need to get through mm-hmm. some of these bottles. And one a week, easy enough. I want to drink them anyway. It's just a matter of forcing myself to do so, you know. Brian, the thing, like you said, a New Year's resolution, if you're setting a resolution for a whole year, that's a lot to accomplish. Yes. And just, you know what, it's a good business practice. It's what I, I tell people when I'm, I'm guiding new recruiters in the recruiting world. Yes, yeah, set your goal, for, set the finish line. You know, where do I want to be at the end of the year? But you've got to pull that back into more manageable chunks. And, I mean, you can even get as far as saying, this is what I need to do today. If this is what I want to accomplish throughout this year, this is what today needs to look like. Yeah, know? makes sense. And, and it's and you know what? When you get through that day, no, Mike, Nate, when you get through that day and you accomplish that one thing, the body gives you those, what's it called, in, in dolphins in, or something? Yes, there? the dolphins. Yes. What's the, the Miami what's Dolphins? The drug that you, that endorphins, are, I believe. Endo- and what's the other? Serotonin? Serotonin, like endorphins. That. But, but yeah. your body gives you a reward for that. You feel yeah. good about yourself and it helps you make it. And you know what, folks? If you have a day that you fall down on one of those things, that's fine. It, if fine. he doesn't give you the endorphins or the serotonin, eat yourself a chocolate chip cookie. That always go. works for me. That's it. Chocolate. Yeah. Non-alcoholic, too. Very dry. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to We've had a rough few years here as humans, so looking forward to see uh, 2023. I got big hopes for you. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brian, so, uh, Brian, I think it's time for the beers of the week. I think it is. Am I doing that? You do it. Let's let's change it well, up, man. Was, you know, I'm not used to this, but uh, I want to thank The Nest for sponsoring this segment. Awesome. Great wings, great barbecue. Got to go out there. Kennesaw, Georgia. The Beer Nest. dinner coming up, Brian. Beer dinner coming up. Yeah. So the, chefs chef versus, versus brewers. Chefs versus brewers. The pairings are fantastic. Somebody gets a trophy at the end of the night. The real winner is the people eating. So Absolutely. it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, the beers we have, we've got Sam Adams, Just the Haze, which we're drinking right now. It is it is liquid, in fact, uh, as we've discussed. Guinness Zero, non-alcoholic. Bravas Peanut Butter Dark and Untitled Arts Chocolate Milk Dark. So a bunch of darks. Yeah. And uh, the dark, of course, is what you have to do in the non-alcoholic world to designate that it's a stout because you yeah. can't say stout for some reason. So Got to be tricky with it. And yeah. Brian, we've explored in a spirits. Yes. And I will say we have not found one we really care. There's definitely better quality overall in, in a beer than in a spirits, in my opinion. More options, more quality, yes. for sure. Yes. However, I will say that most in a spirit makers do tell you they're not really meant to be consumed direct they are mixers they're not sippers they're yes. they're mixers if you and but i will give a spoiler i won't tell what it is right now but i think we found one we both liked correct yes so we'll get into so we that. do actually have an option if you need to make up an na cocktail we'll talk a little bit about na spirits as well indeed indeed good stuff brian and you know i think you actually have some news to go along with our we should switch it up thematic the episode <laughs> this, i didn't take no i'll just okay. wing it i'll just He's make just stuff up it. there no, no, I, I do. In fact, uh, in very relevant to dry January, according to Vine Pair and an organization called Civic Science, interest in dry January, January is actually down in 2023, uh, in large part because of millennials. Millennials. Okay, all right. Um, in 2022, the people in the millennial age bracket showed the highest interest in dry January, but that interest has waned significantly this year. Only 44% of those surveyed said they were likely to participate. This year, though, Generation Z or Gen Z group is leading the way with 55% of those surveyed saying they were at least somewhat likely to participate. People 55 and older 
are slightly more likely to go dry this January, like 41% versus like 39 last year. And the age group that's least likely to participate is also the one that is most likely to not be mentioned in any articles. Generation X, only 38% are going to, are going to do dry January. Okay. And I'm part of Generation X and I'm not doing dry January. That's it. Well, that's, I actually, it's funny you say that because I saw an article the other day that was saying how Generation X was kind of just ignored in all this. <laughs> Millennials, kind of. Gen Z, and boomers. Those are the ones yeah. they like to talk about. And I, I think that to, if they have something bad to say about you and they like, you're being too old, they say, okay, boomer. I'm like, I'm not a boomer. I'm not a boomer. Not a boomer. We're a completely different species. They're like, nah, to me, you're a boomer. Yeah. That's yeah. It, so. so the minute, uh, the minute the millennials came around, everybody forgot about everybody else. So, uh, in other awesome, timely news, Martha Stewart is part of a dry January campaign for Tito's vodka. And it's pretty funny. It's pretty awesome. They're calling it DIY January, and the video features tips on other ways you can use vodka instead of drinking it. For example, spraying some vodka in your boots to remove odor or tenderizing meat by pounding it with a 1.75 liter bottle full of vodka. So it's just the pounding. Around. Yes. Uh, and even, uh, even watering your plants with it. I need to point out that you probably should not water your plants with, uh, with vodka. And of course, it's, it's a joke, but you can buy the Tito's DIY January kit from their website, which includes various cleaning and cooking attachments for the bottles of Tito's vodka. So you can spray bottle top right. and mistress top. And I think there's uh, just, I forget what the other ones, at least three different ones, like 10 bucks. So yeah, feels like an April Fool's gag to me, but uh, it's a little too early was, for that. You know what? Props to Tito's, man, for you to be an alcohol brand and to capitalize on dry January. Yes. Brilliant move. Brilliant Absolutely. move for Tito's there. So can't argue with that at all. You're listening to the Non-Alcoholic Beer Guys radio show. We need to take a break, but we'll be back right after this. Have you been to the Nest Kennesaw yet? Hi, I'm Adam, owner of the Nest in historic downtown Kennesaw, and I want to personally invite you to visit us. With the best damn barbecue in town, 48 taps of always rotating craft beers, a dog-friendly patio, all in two conjoined historical homes, we know there's something for you at the Nest Kennesaw. Find us at thenestkennesaw.com to start drooling over that menu, or go ahead and grab your friends, your family, or just yourself and come on in for a pint. The Nest Kennesaw, can't wait to have you at our table. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram back off man i'm a scientist now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on the podcast park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to the dry january show the dry january show brian we're in our second in a beer we right are now we opened up a guinness zero we did so Brian, I want to say something here, a blanket statement about non-alcoholic beers. I think if you're going to explore NA beers, you should know this. Keep them in the fridge. Drink fresh. That's true for alcoholic beers. Yeah. But NA beers, based on my experience, and, and Brian, correct me, I think you feel the same as I do. They turn quickly, and they're a lot worse than an alcoholic version when they do go off, when they do age out. So the potential keep is, them cold. The potential is definitely there for them to go much worse because you do not have the protective factor of the alcohol yeah. to help preserve it. So there is the possibility of things that are actually really bad for you. 
a lot of a lot of non-alcoholic makers do some form of I think pasteurization or something okay. like that to yeah. prevent there being anything that can go really sideways in it. But yeah, they can get they can get really bad. I've opened up some that's like ah, that smells really off. You just dump it. Mm-hmm. Don't even try it. If if an NA beer it smells really off, just dump it. And some of them they'll they'll really smell off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, an old beer will just smell old. You'll have some stale cardboard. Some, you know, with some of the NA ones, it, it's very obvious that you should probably not yeah. consume it. And there isn't. It's not a hundred percent consistent. Like the big players are definitely doing things to safeguard. Some of the other players are, play a little faster and looser with it, but it's still kind of it's still kind of early days in in uh, non alcoholic beer, at least is. in the well, in the U.S. in yeah. the U.S. In the, on the craft yeah. side, it is. They've been doing it for a while. I think the Germans have been at this for hundreds of years. Yeah. So, but uh, we just opened, poured, and are drinking the Guinness Zero. Uh, it did have the cascade. It's got the widget. You got the hiss when you opened it up there. Uh, it poured with the creamy head. It has the creamy head. Brian, this is tasty. You have yes. the roast, you have the coffee, you have the dark chocolate. The one thing that I would say this differs from a regular Guinness, I don't think the mouthfeel is quite there. That silkiness that you get in a true Now, a I true did Guinness. notice your pour seemed a little less. Well, no, you've got some, you got yeah, something got on nice there. So you're drinking sure. the, yeah, you know, side by side, probably. I And I think that the, the, the slight bit lighterness of this kind of, magnifies this kind of a chocolatiness to this that I think is more pronounced in this than it is in regular Guinness. I like this. I like this a lot. I don't, I'm not going to say I like it as much as regular Guinness, but really close. So it's close, really, really close. And I could drink this and probably not even think anything about it at a a party or whatever. Easy. We're not going to try and tell you that you're going to find an NA beer that you're like, this is the best beer I've had. NA beers do have a certain taste characteristic to them. Sure. But if you're trying to go dry uh, or you're in a place you can't you can't have alcohol, there are some that are definitely good enough to take the place of your IPA, of your golden ale, what have you there. I'll say that the first two that we've had, the Sam Adams we had, yeah, it might be a little older. You know, I, I'd yes. had that around for a while, so it, it fell off a bit. But these two so far, I think that I could I would go out and drink those with people that were drinking regular beers, not feel bad about it. I'm like, right, I, I sure. wouldn't feel like I'm out of place. I wouldn't feel like I was really getting a subpar beverage. Like, yeah, are they the same as an alcoholic beverage? No, but for what they are. I'm having a beer I'm, with the squad, yeah, and I feel fine. feel fine. And Some wings and an NA beer on a Sunday, yeah. you're good to go, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do enjoy this, and that's part of the reason I do enjoy Sundays drinking non-alcoholic yeah. beers. Yeah, and, You know, we've talked to some NA brewers that have said when we asked, I think I the way I worded it one time, is it your goal to get to where you can put these in a lineup with regular beers and people can't pick them out? And the response was basically their opinion was that's where they are now. Like, yes, this is just as good side-by-side side with other beers. We have blind tasted a few times, Brian, and without fail, we've been able to pick the NA beer out. So, oh, every time. so just know that, yeah. folks. Don't go out there expecting you're going to get something that's going to replace a five cap untapped hazy IPA. But if you want something non alcoholic that's going to be enjoyable, there's plenty, plenty, plenty to get. Yeah, it, it's well, got to, it, man. It's got to it. get you through the time that you know that that you need it to. Yeah, like dry January. I would be drinking a lot of Guinness here. And you know what? There's people, Brian, that have gone just dry altogether but still enjoy the taste of beer. 
if you totally replace it as a permanent option, you're not going to feel like you're missing out on having a beer. I think that once you, once you uh, acclimate to the the general flavor of it, there's a difference, sure. like you said, in body. Yeah, a little bit of difference. I don't think you'll notice it. I no, think it'll just no, be, be a beer for you. So Yeah, but dry January, y'all, we've talked about a lot here. Just to make sure that we are clear on what it is, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. We go through the excess of the holidays. We're going to parties, and we're having drinks. There's more drinking through the holidays for most people than there is the rest of the year. And well, along with those resolutions, man, a lot of people's resolution is to get in better shape. So it's basically you avoid alcohol for the month of January. And uh, that's in essence of it. So now to to clarify, we say no alcohol. A lot of beers that are NA beers can have less than 5%. But I think I saw something. Less than before, half a percent. You or excuse mean, me, yeah, less half. than 0.5%. Yes. Uh, but I believe some fruit juices actually have alcohol close to that level. You know, that the, the just from the natural occurring uh, sugars and, and yeast in that and fruit, you can have it's gonna something happen. at that level. A little yeah. bit of alcohol there. Um, there's also uh, stay clean, no consumption. A lot of people do couple it with other changes, you know, maybe avoiding what they eat and just have a nice clean January, Brian. So that's the purpose of dry January. It's, uh, it's something to kind of get in there and uh, for your resolution. Yeah. Clean up a little bit. In addition to like a, like getting healthy, it makes it easier to, to do exercise and things like yeah. that and lose weight. Uh, a lot of people push it as a way of reflecting on, you know, like you were saying at the end of the year, you're looking back on the year and seeing how you did. It's a way of looking at your consumption and reevaluating it without consuming it. So you take a step yeah. without it and reevaluate how you're going to, you know, your handle it going forward. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, one of our favorite non-alcoholic, uh, beer makers we we connected with them several years ago really when they were just getting started out and kind of kicked it off together uh and we've got to know the better bill Schufelt with yeah. athletic brewing uh they've done it tremendously well you know they're getting sure. investments from i think curry dr pepper and yeah. they've just raised tons of money but they're this year they're putting a big stake into i think it's called give dry a try yes is I their campaign so. but they're investing over seven figures in the campaign even going as far as um I know the NFL playoffs will have ads from them, and I believe it is one of the college bowl games. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I think it's the, the Cotton Bowl, the, the NFL Cotton playoffs bowl. and yeah. the Cotton Bowl. So, so yeah, seven figures. Uh, yeah, non-alcoholic beer sales were up 14.5% as of November of last year for these guys. Mm-hmm. So they are, they are rocking and rolling. So Have you seen any of their TV commercials? I haven't yet. No, I, uh, I see him. So I watch a lot of I'm a streamer cord cut or whatever you want to call it at home. And I watch uh, TV on this app called Pluto and it's just free streaming TV, but they run a lot of their ads on there. They've got one with a surfer, you know, he's out there. We're just uh, athletics getting the word out, man. They're doing, they're preaching the gospel of NA beer for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, I haven't seen them not because, well, you know what? I just don't watch a lot of TV. I'm a cord yeah. cutter that cut it so well that he forgot about it. And so I play I, mine for background noise. Yeah. A lot, so, but I, I understand streaming services. And I think they're going to be doing other things. Like uh, part of this campaign is going to be putting it on less typical areas like blogs and various yeah. other things, uh, other, other non basically digital avenues. So That's it. you're likely to see it. There. You're likely to see it coming up. For sure. So, Brian, outside of that, what are some of your other favorite that we've got just a little bit left in this segment? What are some of your other favorite uh, N.A. beers? I've been through a bunch of them uh, at doing the N.A. Sundays that I do. Uh, Heineken Zero Zero. If, if you are a fan of Heineken, like you said, the big boys, they're doing it right. Heineken Zero Zero, completely alcohol free, as I recall, hence the Zero Zero. And 
man, it's really, really hard to tell that apart from just regular Heineken. But you got to like Heineken. You got to so. like Heineken. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Guinness Zero, obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Athletic Run, Athletics Run Wild run IPA wild. was one of my sure original enough. favorite uh, uh, NA beers. The Just the Haze we just had. Bravis Peanut Butter Dark is one we are planning to drink here in a little bit. That's been one that when I first had that, I'm like, I. If I had this blind, I'm not sure I'd be able to tell that this was, was being alcoholic beer. Right. And I've been drinking a, a fair amount of the the Bitburger Drive. They're not alcoholic. It's a it's a solid NA Pilsner. It's again, yeah. you can tell, you can tell it's not a proper beer, but not uh, quite there. Yeah, Brian, I just it's, thought it's of something enough. that we'll talk about on the next segment. We got a surprise NA beer showing up here. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates kqam the big talker 1480 am and 102.5 fm in wichita kansas catch beer guys radio on the big talker every saturday at 9 p.m now let's get back to the dry january show brian so we took a break and you know something i'm going to clarify we mentioned this earlier but uh uh, one of our listeners, Patrick, that was uh, chatting with us in between episodes here, mentioned about splitting hairs over NA versus, you know, non-alcoholic versus totally alcohol-free and those alcohol levels up to half a percent. If you're someone who has an issue with any alcohol, then even non-alcoholic beer is going to have up to half a percent, as we mentioned before. But uh, fruit juice can have alcohol, and that's uh, our friend Michael mentioned that orange juice can have up to like 0.73%. So, Which is crazy. So that that less than a half a percent is really nothing to be concerned about. And if you're someone who should be concerned about it, you're probably watching out for that kind of thing. And you need to look for alcohol-free products. Right. Alcohol-free does mean legally a different thing in the U.S. Yeah, and there are than, some that are, that are yeah. totally non-alcoholic. Yeah. Syria Brewing. Syria. That is, Heineken, is, I believe, is, is also zero, zero. Totally so. But while we were on break, we drank one that we forgot we had. We mentioned it. This is one we picked up with our Christmas beers. We did the tasting there. And we didn't want to throw it in the mix with the tasting because we thought it would be easy to pick out. We didn't want to unfairly put it up against, you know, these world-class Belgian beers. But this is Santa Klausthaller. Haller. Yes. Close enough. Yeah, sounds right. Holiday brew. And when I opened it, I expected like mo- most of our like winter ales or something like that. But that's not what this is, Brian. No, not so at all. So this is essentially a Rattler with like a cinnamon cranberry mix and then the NA beer, like a blend of that. It's correct? 50-50. Yeah. 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 Um, when I sipped this, I immediately thought apple pie. Even after I was told it's cranberry, it still really reminded me of apple pie or like walking into a Christmas store that's got the candles and all the stuff around there. Um, I didn't hate this, but it's not a beer. It's a... Uh, 
it's candy. It's a, a well, you, you said it's, it's basically a Rattler, so yeah. NA Rattler, so, but I, it's good, right? And I mean, I was thinking about it. I'm like, this would glue beer very well. It it would it would. So we drank it all. We had our beer caramelizer. That would have been a nice one too. That's uh, to candy in a very similar way to me. That Shiner Cheer is also very candy ish. Yeah, if, if you know what I'm saying. So it's it's not the same thing. Obviously, it's very different flavors, but similarities like if you're a yeah. fan of shiner cheer you, you might really enjoy that you may enjoy that and it's not a it doesn't feel like a big step down or a step to the side it's just like oh this is in the same kind of vein so i enjoyed it it's nice yeah, i would drink I it again it. and uh, i may drink it again it's one that we've had several times before that we always enjoy and i think you mentioned earlier this is the one that's come the closest to where you may not be able to pick it out of a lineup of other similar low alcohol beer beers well yeah when we first had this and and this got poured and i drank it i'm like i this tastes just like a beer to me uh, you know, blind tasted i don't get i didn't get the the telltale signs immediately of non-alcoholic i'm like oh this is like a this is a uh a pastry style like right. maybe not a super thick one but it's it's up there it's it's a uh, yeah peanut butter dark this but is bravis brewing yeah. peanut butter dark which yeah. is a peanut butter stout essentially Basically, they just can't put it on the label. So. Yeah, and it's it's there's nothing missing here. I did notice opening it up this time that it does give me a little of that uh, home not homebrewy, but like the grain aroma, big grain aroma, grain you, and peanut butter. Yeah, was what I. But got you also get that out of some some beers. Sure. I mean, so it's not even that it itself is not necessarily a reveal. So I this is one I've, I haven't tried it, but this is one I I want to pour for somebody that doesn't know what it is and ask them what they think of it. It's like oh, I've got a beer for you. Let them see. It, you let them tell me about it. It's like, what do right. you think the ABV is on this? Again, that would be if fun. you're if you're looking for something stouty and you want to avoid alcohol, yeah, it's there for you. It's there to help you out, and that's a really good option. Really Brian, you know, option. you found the origins of Dry January, and I really thought it was it was something just kind of happened, but that's not the case, right? Yeah, I also like everybody else just assumed that somebody somebody said it somewhere on social media and just it took off. It was actually created by an organization called alcohol change uk so it's out of the uk uh in the original dry january was 2013 and uh it's it was it wasn't part of the organization it was uh well that that was the original the original official one but it actually started as one of their employees giving up drinking in january to make her resolutions like you said she she was training for i believe a half marathon in 2011 and uh, she just continued doing it. She got a lot of attention every time she did it. People wanted to know, well, what was it like going a whole month? I mean, how'd you feel? Blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of people weren't doing that. So uh, this this organization in 2013 noticed how popular and how interesting it was. And so they said, hey, let's make this a thing. You know, let's make this an right. official deal. So they launched it in 2013. It grew in 2014 and 2015. They had local government organizations getting behind it, sponsoring it. In 2016, they uh, they created an app, and they noted that 14,000 people uh, signed up to participate. Last year, 130,000 people signed up to their website or through their app to uh, to participate in Dry January. Other sources uh, that I found online said as many as 35% of legally aged drinking adults uh, participated in 2020. 22 so okay yeah this is their 10th anniversary of 10th dry anniversary. january i had no idea Happy when it started anniversary but yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so it's really caught on uh and it's kind of funny that uh 
it's not obvious to everybody where it came from. It just kind of took on a life of its own. They 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 coined the idea and people just ran with it. So how about that, yeah. man? Madness. Makes sense. You know, speaking of anniversaries, we mentioned this last week, but the first January, the first Saturday in January in 2016, what happened on that day? First Saturday in January in 2016. I believe that's when Beer Guys Radio got started. That was Beer Guys, the yeah, first, episode first episode of Beer Guys Radio. So this episode marks our official seventh anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. Lucky number seven, Brian. So we're celebrating by not drinking alcohol. We're celebrating what's with non-alcoholic beers. That's right. This That's is right. this is really well thought through. We're somewhat we're <laughs> older, man. We're at least seven years older, at least than That's we true. were when we started this. Possibly older. Is that Possibly. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like I could be just a bit older yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> but Brian, is this just all hogwash? Are there any benefits to actually going dry January? Well, I did in fact look into that as well. A behavioral study that uh, that the organization, uh, what, what did I say? It was uh, alcoholchange.uk uh, that they did showed that six months later, seven out of 10 people that participated were uh, less likely to engage in risky drinking behavior than they were before. 25% of the participants went from drinking at harmful levels to drinking at just low risk levels. So like really bad drinking to good drinking. So it seemed to help people moderate and improve their behavior based upon the research they did on people's actual behavior. So uh, research from the Royal Free Hospital UK shows a month off is good. It uh, gives you improvements like concentration and sleep patterns. Both those would be improved. Blood pressure. And of course, it will help out your liver. liver. All of these things actually are impacted by just taking a month off. So there is a reason to do it. As discussed earlier in the show, we're older than we were when we started the show. And I've noticed that alcohol impacts me more after drinking than it did, you know, 7, 10, especially 20 years ago. Oh, for sure. So it's something that I think, uh, you know, even reducing that. Like, Brian, if if I decide I don't want to go dry, if I still want to have a drink every now and then, is there is there any option for me? Perhaps there is, Tim. Perhaps there is. There is such a thing called damp January. It's uh, dry January's lenient cousin. It doesn't require that you completely abstain from drinking, but you set your own boundaries and you limit alcohol in your own way. And it's uh, it's it's an idea that's good for people who maybe can't quite cut off alcohol completely. They they need to, but they would like to cut back. Because like we like we're saying, cutting back. If you can't quit, cutting back is better than just keeping on binging and i think the folks that are behind the damn january it's like it's not a cop out it's any reduction is going to be good and if you're a heavy drinker or someone who may have an addiction there you know if you're an alcoholic if you can tone it down a little bit that's going to be better for you than keeping on binge so do what you can if you're able to go dry go dry it's going to be good for your body to take them we're not silly we love our alcohol but we know what it does to the body in mass quantities look at brian yeah, but right. Anyhow, we need to take us a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will be right back. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room, or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's Tap Room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. 
So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. The Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cannibal! Cannibal coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to the Dry January Show. Dry January, Brian. We're going to talk in this segment. Uh, you had mentioned earlier, we're going to tell people a little bit about how some of the processes of in a brewing yes and we're going to talk about those spirits we're yes. talking about and we're going to have cocktails brian we've actually got a cocktail we do yes right here right now i'm going to slide the mic over to no mike nate and break tradition and give him the mic and he's going to tell us about this cocktail all right so this is my best attempt at a non-alcoholic old-fashioned you know what we've noticed is that the non-alcoholic spirits actually don't play well by themselves uh they tend to do really well in a cocktail and so this is uh, Drink Monday's whiskey alternative with bitters, which I know bitters are alcoholic, but you're just doing dashes. And then a uh, cherry orange cello, I think like a lemon cello, but with citrus orange. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Nate, right. thank you. All right, let's check this out. Have you sipped it yet? No, Brian? I haven't touched it. So let's do it. Let's check old this fashioned. thing out. Let's oh, see. Yeah, so let's this see. is a non-alcoholic old-fashioned. I do notice looking at it's a little murkier. Murkier would be... Um, yeah, it's got the Merc. It's it's a hazy old fashioned. It's hazy old fashioned. Now is it is it because the glass is chilled? No, no, that's a little Merc to it. I'm a I I don't I okay. Don't, I don't hate okay. it. It's it's all right. Would this substitute as an old fashioned for you? I don't. Mm, close now. Probably right. not. But if you were just out and you're like, hey, it's a cocktail party. I want a cocktail. Would this do it for you? Yeah, if somebody had it. Yeah. And I was I was standing around uh, talking with people. It's uh it's in the realm. It tastes in the realm of cocktails, and uh, I would I would enjoy it. It'd be something to sip on, and it's uh it's reasonably good in terms yeah. of flavor. So as yeah. Nate mentioned, it's got a little cola, a little cola taste to it. And it the, does, yeah. Cola yeah. is a good way of putting that. Okay, that's, that's very much that's exactly right. But again, if I'm you know what we recently got some. I think they were freeze dried orange slices. Yes, that would be nice. Drop it oh, in yeah. there, bring it, make it. It would look nice, bring it, you know, a little dress up to the cocktail. But uh, yeah, Nate, thanks for hooking us up, man. I think that is the first in a cocktail I've had. I think that's the same for me. And I can safely say out of what I've tried, the whiskeys are the hardest ones to get to taste like what they are with the complexity and the different flavor notes. Sure. Gin, vodka, a little easier to throw those aromatics in there or just give you clean. Uh, whiskey's yeah. a little tougher. And we're going to we'll talk a little bit more here about this one. We really dig. But, Brian, before we move into the spirits, there are several different processes to brewing non-alcoholic beers. Let us know a little bit about what's up there. All right. So I've dug into these and the I think the one that's the most typical is called the alcoholization, the alcoholization. And I, I have been drinking N.A. spirits the entire night or N.A. Uh, beverages anyway. It's the opposite of distilling, basically. you uh, The finished beer is heated. it evapor You evaporate off the alcohol eff effectively and bring it down to also a low-pressure dealcoholization version of that. It's like that, but it's done under low pressure, so you can, you can accomplish the distillation, basically, at room temperature. So you don't have to heat the beverage, which may result in better flavors. There is reverse osmosis, with which you extract water and alcohol together, you distill it, and then you add the water back to the non-liquid material. Interesting. 
There is also my least favorite one, which is simply diluting it. So you just take, you, you take, you brew a beer, probably low gravity, and you dilute it until you make the, the half a percent or whatever you're, you're going for. And I, th- I suspect because a lot of uh, NA breweries won't tell you what their exact process is. I suspect that a lot of places do some sort of a combination, which probably is the alcoholization plus a little bit of dilution to, to make their, their marks because, uh, I would imagine, I suspect that that would give you the the better flavor in the end, say, of things. But that's me speculating because I've never made it. So, Do you know or did you find any information on the ones that say they just brew straight non-alcoholic, that they don't have to reverse osmosize or dilute or anything? You know what? I, I, I remember that coming up. There is a species of yeast that will do I that. that. And I, knew, it, yeah. I had forgotten. And I think, I want to say it was, it might even be Heineken that was using that. Uh, a species of yeast they got out of like Patagonia that uh, yeah. produces a lot of the flavor compounds, but basically produces little or no alcohol. So that is another approach to brewing that I actually had forgotten about. Yeah, so. and we should say here where alcohol brewing, beer brewing is pretty much open source. Every yeah. brewery may have their little tweaks that, oh, well, I dropped the hops at exactly this many degrees or at exactly this time or whatever. Non-alcoholic brewers are super tight-lipped on their actual processes. You know, there are different ones, and especially since it's young here, there's proprietary processes within each of these that they've developed, and they don't want to give up their secret because right now, to be quite honest, the process that you use probably has a lot to do with the end result of the product you get, and if you're making the best out there, you don't want someone else to be able to do that. It's a difficult uh, target to hit reproducing just beer with alcohol in it, and it's not well known how to do that yet, so it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of money to be made in nail. And I know from cooking or anything else that just because you have a recipe in a stove does not mean you're going to make the same recipe that someone else did. So Correct. Even using that. their instructions. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always those little differences there. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of good non-alcoholic beers. A few we've mentioned that we enjoy. Athletic. Uh, athletic for me, portfolio-wide, they're the best. And that there's certain right. beers that I've had from other breweries, I'm like, oh, I really like that. That's really good. But athletic across the, pretty much across the board, they're pretty tasty there. Uh, Syria, I enjoyed what they what they sent sure. to us. Bravis, really dig their peanut butter dark. A couple of the other ones I enjoyed as well. Um, y'all, you know what? We don't usually speak poorly of breweries, yeah. but there is one that honestly I disliked enough that I want to <laughs> share to avoid. And I'm not looking to really trash <laughs> anybody, but Hairless Dog, I did not care for anything okay. in their lineup. And uh, they they were... Not just awful. They were quite unenjoyable, Brian. Yeah. So if you're out there, uh, I don't want someone to get that as their first taste of NA beer and think that. But that's one. So there you go. I think that may be a first of us saying directly. Wow, we said something this. bad so, about a brewery. I uh, was I didn't know you were going to go there. <laughs> but a lot of craft breweries get in there. Untitled Art yes. uh, has one. And uh, who are so Well, we talked about Sam Adams. Partake is good. Uh, we, part, we've, yeah, we've talked to Partake. Good. Partake yeah. was good. Was solid. Um, right side, I think, is the one that's out of that's our That's a Georgian area. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a good one. Who are the, the Scottish guys? Uh, Brewdog. Oh, Brewdog yeah. Has Brewdog an does beer. one. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the bigger brewers out there, the bigger craft, you will The see German ones. We, we've, kind of, uh, we've kind of overlooked the yeah. German ones. They've been doing it for a long, long time. And a lot of the German breweries have a, an A version of their beers. They do. Those are usually worth tasting. Yes, Brian, we need to move on to talk about spirits. the spirits. We don't want to miss out on this. We don't have as much to share on the spirits, but there have a Monday. What is what's the full name of this one, uh, Nate? Drink, drink Monday. Drink, drink Monday. Monday. 
And Nate, you said personally, I think you've explored these more than less. This is your favorite brand that you found. So Drink Monday out there. We've tried two or three, Brian, where we tried a gin substitute, a tequila substitute, a couple of whiskey substitutes. We have yet to find one that's good by itself. For ritual, and they did not they did not cut the mustard. They either. did not. They yeah. did not. These Drink Mondays are a little better. Even their, their whiskey tip straight is, look, it's not whiskey. And it's not going to fool anybody that's whiskey. It's definitely not going to fool anybody. If you're a whiskey drinker, unlike the beer, you would just get angry if this was <laughs> if you were trying to straight like drink this over the rocks. It's it's not going to substitute 100 percent for straight. Whiskey. You need like a club soda or something to give a little yeah. extra character. Maybe yeah. throw a dash of bitters or something. I I don't know. What if you, you like need. a little something. whiskey and coke, yeah. you could probably get it mixed to where it would. You might yeah with a coke. For you, yeah, you know, it might so might be. You had that. So, but Brian, one we found that we really like. You know, that we I'm excited about this actually one. straight. And we tried this with a little tonic that's really good. But it's uh, Liars, I think, L-Y-R-E apostrophe S. And they have one here. It's just called an Italian Spritz. Yeah. And it's uh, a light, fruity. Um, it's reddish, orange, pink. It's basically an hibiscus-y looking. It's a, like an Aperol replacement or alternative. hibiscus in it. With the color? I wouldn't be surprised with yeah. that color. Yeah. But this and a tonic. If you're wanting a cocktail that approximates gin and tonic, Aperol Spritz, something along those lines, you're going to be happy. I would get. I I am going to buy a bottle of that for myself to drink when I want to continue drinking. Then they have a setup. I've seen on their website. They've got a lot of different flavors. They do have a setup to make Negronis. And Your Negronis. I, I am going to make some of those because I love drinking them. But uh, they, as as a guy who's getting older, I will feel that the next day. Was 2022 the year of the Negroni or is that 2023? 2022 for me was the year of Negroni. Okay. Yeah. Or All the right. year of Amaro. Amaro. Oh, Amaro. Yeah, yeah. But Negroni Amaro. kind of sparked my interest. In it, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. If I was out some, Brian, in all honesty, if I was out and this is the only option they had, they're like, yeah, you know what? We've got this Italian spritz. If I went to an event that was a, hey, this is an alcohol-free event, or we've got some nice NA cocktails, I'd be totally happy. If I see that on the shelf someplace, especially if it's Sunday when I'm not drinking, yeah, I'm going to order one. I'm going to order a spritz with that or something. Yeah, I might even order it by itself. It was actually pretty good by itself. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but that's like our that. that's our heads up and our warning on non-alcoholic spirits. Make cocktails. Mix them. They're mixers. They're not meant to be drank straight. Uh, you probably will not care for it if you drink it straight, but maybe you'll get you a cocktail you enjoy. And Brian, that wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.